This is The Drive with Josh Graham podcast. Tune into The Drive weekday afternoons 3 to 7 on Sports Hub Triad. Don't look now, but we are exactly 48 hours or so, or a little bit less than that, away from the Demon Deacons opening up their basketball season and Coach Forbes making his debut at the Joel Coliseum. We'll get to basketball in a bit, but I want to talk a bit about football before we get there with John Curry, who now joins us, the Director of Athletics at Wake Forest. The Times always appreciated, John. We were talking in Chapel Hill just a few weeks ago, and it seemed like forever since we've done one of these, but there's a lot to get to from the last week. No Wake Forest-Duke game because there was some COVID um, cases within the Wake football program. We've learned that that game will not be made up, and then there were some more shifts in the scheduling as well. But let's just start here. From a COVID standpoint, this moment as you know it, where are we currently at with the football program? Well, Josh, you're cutting right to it. I thought we were going to talk about whether you prefer the Darius Rucker version or the Old Crow Medicine. Oh, it's definitely show Old Crow Medicine Show. I'll fight people who like the Crow, uh, the Darius Rucker version more, unless you're the one that likes the Darius Rucker version more. Uh, I like them both. They Great don't. American musicians, both. So <laughs> uh, we're we're getting healthy, uh, Josh. I appreciate you asking. Um, you know, I'm so proud of Coach Clawson and our our, our team, our senior leaders. Um, and certainly uh, Dr. Chris Miles and Wake Forest Baptist Health. You know, we're so fortunate here in Winston-Salem to have a world-class medical center like that. Um, and for a, for a university, a Power 5 university uh, in the ACC, a top, 30 public res- a, a top 30 university, to have that kind of affiliation is, is, and, and expertise is really massive. And so what we've seen is that even though we don't have an extraordinarily high number of cases, we did have contact tracing um, that um, and, and it worked. We were able to, our system worked. We were able to get uh, some guys out of uh, through contact tracing before they actually tested positive. So um, we had a number of injuries also that accumulated last week. And so if you were, if we, you and I were having this conversation six days ago on Tuesday last week, um, you know, we, we definitely wanted to play that game against Duke. Our players wanted to play. Uh, but we were at a point with a combination of, um, the testing and contact tracing and some of the injuries we had had. We actually, we had a pulled hamstring last Tuesday. It just adds up this time of year, and we, and we really couldn't play uh, in a safe manner. So I, I see um, that. I, I hate to interrupt you there. I, I see that with the Duke game that Duke's, Duke's already finished up school, and they would be sticking around for an extra week and change while their season hasn't gone the way they wanted, if they wanted to play that game on the 19th. What was the reasoning in your conversations with Kevin White and Duke that that game ultimately didn't get done? A well, rescheduling, ultimately, you know, as the conference put out in their release, um, you know, that was really Duke's decision. Um, and, um, you know, I, I really don't have any you know further color, color on that other than, you know, it's a tough, tough year for everybody, and there's and – there's, um, you know, the factors that everybody has to have on, on their own campus are, are the ones they have to consider. Do you expect there will be a game in Winston-Salem this weekend? Well, I got a lot of lines out, but it's a little bit like when I was trying to get a prom date when I was 16 or so. It's uh, <laughs> there's not a lot of takers right now because there's not a lot of availability. Um, but we've got, 
you know, I talked to a number of ADs over the last uh, two or three days um, who might be in games where, you know, maybe the other team can't play or whatever, just to let them know that depending on um, circumstances, you know, we would be interested. A part of which is making sure that we continue to go the right direction in our own testing and get and get players back. So um, one of the reasons we made the decision on Thursday in consultation with Louisville and Boston College uh, to let Louisville go, um, play Boston College this weekend was really to ensure that we did the right thing for the conference and make and did and and took the best avenue or the most likely um, chance of the game getting played. And um, you know, for us to wait until uh, today or tomorrow, Wednesday, and then cancel on Louisville if we had had to cancel would not have been in the best interest of the conference. Last thing I got on the football COVID note here, we're being joined by John Curry with us, uh, Wake Forest Director of Athletics. You said you guys are getting healthy. Um, without getting too specific in what happened, uh, did you have did most of the guys who test positive show symptoms, or how how serious was it? Well, COVID is a serious disease. Um, one, you know, one of our soccer players. Um, Garrison Tubbs put a. We have a couple players that put out videos, but I watched Garrison's uh, note and uh, I thought it was really powerful uh, yeah. what he said about about needing to be careful about this uh, about this disease and this virus. Um, I can comment specifically about um, you know uh, circumstances of, of individual athletes. Okay, I got you, John Curry, with us here, director of athletics at Wake Forest. Last time we chat chatted we were talking about the seven percent capacity allowance and i thought it was a very important distinction that i don't know a lot of fans are even know about that it was specific for outdoor events that you could have seven percent fans have 2200 say at truest field that doesn't apply to indoor sports duke or coach k said last week there aren't going to be any fans going to cameron this year while the athletics department said at least for the start of the year, they're not going to have any fans at Cameron Indoor Stadium. Do you expect sometime soon that there will be fans allowed at Joel Coliseum? I just don't know. I, I, we are not going to have uh, fans this week um, for the Mako Medical Wake Forest Classic um, in the opening of the Steve Forbes era, uh, which is certainly too bad. But we are fortunate that we can put the game on uh, ACC Network Extra on Wednesday at 4 o'clock, uh, courtesy of Assistant AD James Overstreet, a North Forsyth graduate, and his staff. Uh, they'll, they'll have that thing up on the ACC Network on the Extra. And then we'll actually be uh, uh, on the ACC Network channel on Thursday night uh, for our 7 p.m. game against Longwood. What's been the biggest challenge in getting ready to start a season for an indoor basketball season specifically? I know there are other indoor sports, but uh, with basketball specifically, what challenges are there? Well, they're all the challenges you would think of. You know, part part of partly is that there's you know teams are coming from all over all over the place to to play games. One of the reasons we made the decision to play all of our games at home this year um, was, and um, in, in really with bus bus trips coming in, was really to mitigate some of that risk. Now, at the same time, our women's basketball team is going to Florida. And we will charter them to Florida so they're not on commercial planes and cha- changing flights. Um, and they'll start with a game against Arkansas on uh, on Friday and then play and then play two more games in that you know quasi bubble environment there. 
I had this uh, bookmark to ask you about before Steve Forbes starts his career at Wake Forest, starts the tenure officially 4 o'clock on uh, Wednesday afternoon. You said you couldn't comment on the Danny Manning situation with his buyout a few months ago. I'm just curious, has that matter been uh, resolved one way or the other other regarding Danny Manning's buyout? Yeah, I don't have any comment on... on, uh on that issue. Okay. Last thing I want to get to here. Dan Radakovich, who's really respected in the ACC this morning, he said on the ACC network, to prevent situations like the one we saw in Tallahassee Saturday where one medical uh, official disagreed uh, with the safety of playing a game versus the other school's medical people who are all right with playing it, to prevent that from happening, you should have an on-site arbiter, I think was the way he put it. That was a situation, there's been a lot of new things in 2020, but that's something we hadn't seen yet where medical protocols uh, or medical people were couldn't come to an agreement whether or not it was safe to play the day of a game. To prevent something like that happening, say for basketball or for the rest of football season, would you be in favor of somebody in the conference being at each game to make sure... You know, we figure out what the right move is one way or the other. You know, first of all, Dan's an excellent athletics director and is a longtime friend and colleague. We go way back um, and have been through a lot together, um, you know, for years. And, and I certainly understand his frustration and um, the disappointment of both teams. You know, Coach Norvell, who's also a friend in Florida State, comes to not be able to play that game and understand it. As always, from an outside looking in, you know, sometimes people say we should have a college basketball czar. We should have a college football czar. You know, at the end of the day, czars still have to have authority um, or it doesn't work out very well, right? It didn't work out well for the czar czar back in the day. So (laughs) you still have to have some kind of agreement. um, And then when you get into this kind of stuff and medical safety, um, it's really, really hard. If, If Dr. Chris Miles who is licensed in the state of North Carolina and who I personally trust with my own medical care. If Dr. Chris Miles says it's not safe for our team to play, I don't really care who else says we have to play. We're not going to play. And, and so that, that becomes really difficult to say that a particular, a university, um, I think the same thing would be the case. Um, it would be very difficult for a university to seed their health and safety uh, to another group. Um, so, I, I agree with Dan that we got to continue to figure out as we, uh, you know, learn how to fly this plane while we're flying it. Um, we got to figure out ways to avoid, um, you know, uh, uh, impasses that we can't resolve like that. But uh, it's it's gonna it, it's it's just really a lot more complex than just saying we're gonna have somebody there to force the team to play. That that's that's really difficult. So I know we'll have a, we have an AD's call tomorrow at noon. Um, one of our we're down to one call a week, uh, generally speaking, one scheduled call. Uh, although we had a bunch of unscheduled calls last week, of course, um, and I'm sure this will be part of the part of the subject of discussion. Um, you know, especially as we get ready to transition into basketball. And and to your point, the football season is much more complex now, uh, and we knew this would be a challenge as we got down to the end of the semester, um, both with um, you know students finishing up classes, but also teams being at different, you know, kind of places in their own projection or their season. Last thing for John Curry, 
What's on your Thanksgiving meal plate on Thursday? Oh, I love turkey, rice, gravy, stuffing. I'm not a mashed potato guy. I'm trying to go low carb because I've gained the COVID-15. Um, so I don't know how much rice and, and stuffing I'll have, but I'm definitely having some of it. Hold one sec. I've never had rice at Thanksgiving. Have you always had rice at Thanksgiving? You never had rice and think where are you from, Josh? See, I'm I'm from just outside the city of Wake Forest. I am from a small town of Youngsville. Some found it strange that I never had mac and cheese at my Thanksgiving meals either. I guess to each their own. Where did you grow up eating Thanksgiving meals? Well, I grew up in Chapel Hill, you know, right down the road. Okay. Um but uh, you know, rice, I mean what you gotta do, Josh, you cook your turkey and then you you, you cook the rice in the broth from the turkey. Oh, okay. Okay, and, I'm writing this down. Know, that's good stuff right there. How much cooking is John Curry doing? Well, I love cooking Thanksgiving dinner. And my wife actually asked me like two weeks ago and uh, if I was doing it again because we got, you know, I came at Grayland is cook, doing, uh, you know, here uh, at Wake Forest, Grayland's selling uh, Thanksgiving dinner. And I actually am not going to cook this year. I'm taking the year off wow. because we have the Mako Medical Classic. Wow, there you go. John Curry making sacrifices, not cooking the Thanksgiving meal this year. Uh, I do appreciate you sacrificing some time today and uh, keeping us informed on a lot of different subjects. It's always appreciated, John. Happy Thanksgiving. If I don't see you later in the week, thank you for making the time. Thanks, Josh. Go Deeks. Got it. That's John Curry, the Director of Athletics at Wake Forest.